Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How you doing this week? I'm doing all right. Uh, I've just been fighting with Apple certification for the last uh, two days, so I'm a little, little worn from that. But otherwise, you know, life's good. Things are moving around. Um, we're moving at the end of June, which is kind of exciting. True. Oh, yeah. A lot yep. going on. A lot of literally moving parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots going on. How about you? Uh, yeah. End of the uh, end of school year is upon us. So lots of, you know, field trips, events, all kinds of things that uh, my wife seems to say, like, why do they always jam pack this at the end of the year? It doesn't seem like anyone does any actual learning in the last like month. And then you just got all kinds of things. You got end of sports season. You just got like, it seems like something else every other day. So it's very challenging because there's just no steady state. Mm-hmm. That is the, the secret that all the teachers know that the parents don't know. Nothing, nothing really happens in the last month. I feel like it's like the last, the last month. And then like the first month, the first month is like just maybe getting used to all the chaos. And then, mm. and then they're like, Oh, back to school, like events and all that, like trying to get everyone amped up. And it's just, yeah, it's very disruptive, but you know what, whatever. Almost there. Maybe summer vacation soon. True. True. So what, what is this app you're, I don't even know what app you're trying to get like approved or whatever. Oh, so I'm doing, uh, doing some work for a client who is probably listening to this podcast, actually. Hi, Dave. (laughs) And, um, I'm not, I'm not billing you for these hours. (laughs) uh now the beauty of most of my clients is their flat fee so they they probably don't care um no it's a uh, an app for a client um so we're doing some electron work for them and uh getting it to work through test flight is uh proving to be a bit difficult and uh yeah there's this there's like some apple forums which are kind of fun and there's a guy in there he's called uh, eskimo quinn and he helps everybody, and he's really kind. So he's been helping me a bit. <laughs> Shout out to Eskimo Quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably so what did, not listening. <laughs> yeah, probably not listening. <laughs> uh, so uh, what did you want to talk about today or not talk about today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're, we we're kind of uh, didn't have a whole lot on the board today. Um I think you asked if I wanted to talk about AI and my knee jerk reaction was no, <laughs> not talking about AI. Uh, but it kind of brings up the topic of like, why not? And I think I mentioned just in general, and this, is, I don't know if this is the renegade entrepreneur or whatever in me, but my natural instinct is whenever there's like, you know, a crowd going towards things, like I like mm. to not. <laughs> Right. So you're like, everyone's going to crypto, crypto, nah, no good. Everyone's going to, you know, AI. No, let's not do AI. It's not that I am not, it's mostly like the topic. So I'm interested in the stuff. So I will read about the stuff and learn about the stuff, but I don't like tweet about the stuff very often. Mm. Or I don't like kind of uh, make it because one, I first, I think there's so much going on in those areas. I kind of want to I like to wait till stuff kind of reaches more of a steady state versus mm-hmm. be on the newswire every day. Like, Oh, what's changed with this? What's changed with that? Just because anything I'm learning now is probably going to change in like two weeks anyway. So 
Yeah. I kind of take a, like, I don't like to be on the bleeding edge of things. I like to wait for version two, right. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get it out of beta before I like invest in it. So I'm definitely not a, like a cutting edge person, um, but, yeah. but I do like to lean in to the tech and understand it and understand the mechanics. So, so you someone, when there's like a new operating system version, you're the one that waits like six months before you uh, do the upgrade. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like new cars. I did get the same thing. Like, Oh, that's anything like wait for them to get out the kinks. Like I'm not going <laughs> to be the first in line. I'm never mm-hmm. going to be the first in line for anything. Um, but uh, let's let them wake out the kinks and then I'll get like, they'll get to fix all the major defects and I'll get the better version <laughs> and yep. just, uh, or I'll buy it. Like if it was, if it was great, I'll buy it. Uh, maybe I'll buy it used a year later. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, it's the, never the, good the first year. You're like the pragmatist in the adoption curve, you know, just take the good stuff, ignore the bad stuff. Who cares if you're a little bit behind? Um, as long yeah, as it's I, don't, working I, good. I don't mind being behind. I feel like you can learn from all the, the people that kind of took those first steps. Um, yeah. And uh, so it's maybe it's an efficiency mindset thing. I don't know. And also just not a like, Hey, I don't want to just waste my energy running down things and realize that everyone's running into a dead end. Yeah. I think like I often had the same thought and like, I've thought of that in like the, the context of doing a startup and like what, what sort of areas to like look for opportunity and even what areas to uh, like what technologies to use uh, in the things that I've worked on. Um, Cause I, I have the same thing. It's like, where there's an area where there's a lot of movement, um, like especially like the AI sector right now, like if you look at like image generation or like uh, SEO content creation, that sort of thing, um, that just really doesn't appeal to me because like I don't want to be racing for the next feature, the next thing like that. I'd rather be in something where I can plan out my bets and like have a like a decent understanding of the market and like not have to update that understanding of the market every day. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, this is here. Here's like a uh, you know, this is the episode we're not talking about AI, but <laughs> uh, but um, like for instance, today um, and and there's a mil- not millions, but hundreds of these, maybe thousands of these. Like, hey, plug in your website. We'll be able to have a chatbot that answers questions. So, like, hey, you have the mm. content. We'll take the um, you know. Uh, LLMs plus your content and stick a chatbot on it and boom, it's magical. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's, it's honestly very appealing from a, like, you know, knowledge-based perspective, something you could put in front of customers. And I know a lot of people have their issues with like, I don't, I never want to put a chatbot in front of a customer, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm definitely more pragmatic about that. I do think you, if you can do it right, you can find a good blend of like, good customer experience. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we use intercom, so they just released theirs. It's called fin F I N and we've been tinkering with it and it's interesting, but there's like thousands of these out there. So I have like oh, a yeah. list of these ones that I'm interested in, but we drew up as an internal thing. Like, how do we want to approach this? It's like, first we have enough volume that we care. Um, second, like let's, think of a way we want to test this. So like, let's come up with, you know, maybe it's almost like, what is our Turing test, right? So like, here's, yeah. <laughs> here's 20 questions that we want to ask. And, um, and these different, we'll, we'll sample these different bots or these different like approaches. And like, we want to get a sense for like what they're good at, what they're not. We're, and mm-hmm. we can take from existing customer support questions. So we can take, so we can take real world samples 
And it's like, okay, let's run it against these and let's see if this, you know, how they, how they evaluate. Maybe it's our content. Is our content actually not good enough that we need to add content to layer in to the questions? Cause it's only as good as the content. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we're approaching it, but we're not like launching it on the site. We're like going to look at it internally and probably take, you know, Sometimes three weeks to evaluate, but also the longer we wait, the more options there are and the better (laughs) use of time and resources to approach this is going to be. So we're kind of like, eh, let's keep waiting, but let's just keep cataloging, you know, questions or iterating on the approach. So that's kind of what I was thinking about it. And I guess that's like the, like, that's a, the true description of a pragmatist, right? Like you're, you're looking for the good stuff and like you're, that's why you're willing to explore it, even though it's early is because like there is a benefit there and it is like non-zero. And so like, it's just a matter of testing to make sure it's right. I wonder though, like when you're doing that testing, um, because like you're testing it, it sounded like you're testing for like, does it get the right answer? Um, I wonder if like, there's even a step, like another step that you could take too, which is like, um, does, is this the experience I want for my customer? Like, is this experience, fit in line with how we want to deliver our service. I just think of like, um, you know, from my local telecom provider, like I would totally expect something like that, but from like a boutique, I would be kind of pissed if I don't get to talk to a person. Right. Right. And like, I said, there's, there's a way I think people are trying to figure out how to bridge that gap. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like I think, um, some of the things do a good job now, even pre-AI, it'd be like, okay, you ask, you know, a little chat thing, a question, and then first it pops up like five knowledge base articles and says, hey, mm. will any of these help before we get you in touch with a, and I think that's a nice way of doing it. And if they're just like, nope, I want to, you know, they're like operator, 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 <laughs> like, then you get to the per- the real person. So like yeah. you can, but you might save off like half of the request because, oh yeah, I didn't search. I didn't, it was easier for me to click this instant pop-up chat guy and mm-hmm. I found what I'm looking for and I'm happy. Like, cool. I actually didn't want to talk to anyone. If I could just yeah. have something that I could, could answer my question in two or three lines and I didn't have to read like, you know, a, a 5,000 word article to figure out the answer, then yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way of doing it too, where it's like, you're, you're integrating it as part of the workflow, but you're not making it the entire workflow. So it's like there is a fail option on the the chat bot where people can bail out of it if they want to and get the next level of support. And like, I think that's a, that's a big deal because sometimes you look at these new technologies and it's like this new technology is going to tire entirely replace, you know, this thing. So it's like AI is going to entirely replace uh, support agents or developers or uh, Photoshop people. Um, that's there's probably a better word for that. But mm-hmm. um and it's like, generally, that's not how technology works well. Generally, it works well when you integrate it with other things and you put it where it's good um, and use it for what it's useful at. Yeah. And I think that's the first thing where most people are, you know, jumping to this other conclusion of like, oh, it's going to replace humans or I'm going to put this. And that's how you think even, you know, chatbots pre-AI years ago, mm. people would get annoyed because it was like, well, if you know it's a chatbot, like if you know you're you're interacting with that like okay but if that is just going to incite rage (laughs) then (laughs) then, yeah maybe that's not the best place for it but i think that that's part of the clue is like you know setting setting those expectations around there and also 
finding the right audience. You're right. Like if I'm at a super high end boutique thing, or I'm messaging a my account rep and looking for personal attention on a specific issue, it's just it's infuriating when they're just like, "Is it a billing? Is it this?" It's like, no, mm. no, I want this. Like I want it. Like I, I do know what I'm talking about, and I want to skip the line, but. You know how how can you do that in a way that provides that experience, but also saves off the company from having trying to have manual labor do all the you know attention necessary. So it's a yeah. it's a blend. Yeah, for sure. But I guess what's interesting though is like so we are the people that I think as we've kind of talked through generally want to wait for technology to mature a bit before we jump in. Mm-hmm. So like. What about those early adopter people? Like what sort of benefits are they getting? And like, what would like drive them to go to the edge and put up with the pain? Uh, I don't know. Cause I'm not one of them, but I, I mean, I would guess it's not really about pain for them. There's probably, you know, more like I view that as painful and wasteful, mm. like wasteful time, like exploring something like the last thing I want to do when we're, let's say my wife and I are looking for like a Netflix series to watch or something like that. We almost like to see that it's like four seasons in and Mm. it's like, okay, now I'm going to invest my time and mental energy in this. If you see it one season and it's like, uh, what if they cancel it? All this stuff. And just like that, that, uh, but there, I think there are plenty of people that where the experience of the new is enough, right? So that it Mm. isn't painful to say, oh, it ended. Okay, cool. I'm on to the next thing. It's sort of, Like they've leaned into their shiny object syndrome and that's fine. (laughs) So my guess is anyone that's doing that does not have the same pain you or you or I might have from a pragmatist perspective and they're okay with waste and throw away and whatnot. And I don't mean it in a negative connotation, but just it's like, it doesn't bother them. So that, that, that would be my guess. Yeah. But I think that there, there is probably some benefit to being early. Like, I wonder if there's something along the sense of like, um, understanding the technology better than most other people. And so they're able to navigate that area faster and um, get that, get that reward sooner, potentially, even with all the wasted time. Um, and also like, I wonder if there's sort of a land grab opportunity or is that a fallacy of like um, that if you're there first <laughs> and you plant your flag, then like you have a good chance of capturing a chunk of that market if your bet works out. Uh, I think, I think you're right. I think there is some of that and that might be the reason people are okay with it. Right. Um, but, and there can be a land grab, but the thing is, it's like, how do you know? You don't know. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's hard to, t- can... it's hard cause we're projecting both of ourselves as these people. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I think it's just interesting to think about, to try and understand. Maybe we'll have to get a guest on who is. Um, you know, big into those things. Yeah. I mean, I've never been a land grab person. I've never been like the, I guess it's like the gold rush. Maybe I've been more on that whole, like sell, sell tools for the gold rush versus Mm. like the actual gold rush itself. Um, But there are plenty of winners that come out of those types of things, but also like how many of them also were like, how many other things did they try? So to me, it is more like a little bit more like, the lottery, right? Because yeah. machine learning has been around for a long time. Oh, and yeah. remember, even years ago, people would like balk at the idea of you calling it AI because they're <laughs> like, 
yeah, it's really just machine learning. Like that's the real it's thing, not, right? It's and, not intelligent. Right. But now no one's, no one's saying that stuff anymore. Um, right. Even though, I mean, isn't it just really complex machine learning and like larger language models, right? So. Yeah. But I think it's kind of gotten into the mainstream, whereas before I think it was more on the fringe. And so then it's right. easier to poo-poo it and kind of push it back to its corner. But like, even in that time, I was kind of like, okay, cool. Like, that's one of those things that's going to be neat. Just let it continue to mature. Yeah. Like, instead of dipping into maybe a tool set I'm unfamiliar with and have to learn something new, it's like, eh, eventually they're going to build it for my coding platform or my this <laughs> platform. Or eventually they're going to build it into the AWS cloud or the Azure cloud and all these other things. And now I don't have to build all that stuff. Like, right. I don't... Like you're going to build something and then someone else is going to come up with a standardization or an open source thing. And like, like yeah. it was great that I did that. Or maybe I was the person that built that. You know? Sure. Uh, but, but that's not me to build that open source thing to start yeah, with. Yeah, totally. You know, also on the not AI topic, um, the testing taxi uh, is like the, the software I'm working on, right? And uh, it. Uh, does a lot of things that look machine learning-esque. Um, and there are a lot of companies out there who have tried to use machine learning to do, do what you're doing. Yeah, and do what I'm doing. And what's very interesting is that a lot of them, uh, at least the ones that I've found, haven't really succeeded with that approach. They haven't been able to build good models mm -hmm. in terms of um, end user testing. Um, there's been a few ones where they've right. done like some stuff with image recognition, um, or like comparison analysis and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of people have complained about them being flaky um, and not really quite working the right way. And so um, that's one of the things I think is going to work well with the approach I have with testing taxi, even though it's the code is very complicated to write. Um, it's not this machine learning model. And so it is deterministic and I can, you know, write unit tests for it and all that sort of thing. Um and so I, I look at that as a benefit, but I also wonder if one day, you know, the AI will get good enough and it'll just, you know, take over. Right. Like it'll just leap over what you're doing. Yeah. Like you're in a, in a, you're in a middling technology that in, in two years is going to get leapfrogged by a new paradigm. I do worry about that. I guess like part of it, I think is um, the use case of um, end user testing is not like a super wide one, I don't think like that there's a lot of public data for. Um, and so I wonder mm -hmm. if that maybe will help protect it somewhat from that because you don't have as much data to feed into it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Interesting. How, how do you think of, um, and I don't know, I don't know enough about, I know that the, perf the periphery stuff you're doing, but like I've been tinkering around with, um, I think it's called Clarity okay. lately. It's... Um, it's Microsoft's like basically hot jar. Yeah. Um, so heat maps, all that stuff could like, you know, I, I plugged that into referral oxide and stuff and it's kind of amazing. It's really, it's really well done and you can see the, why they're doing it and they're doing it like, you know, makes me go like what's going to happen to hot jar. But at the <laughs> same time, I know people are going to stick with what they're going to stick with, but it may just like, change some of their addressable market at some point because it's unlimited. They say it'll never be charged for, it'll be unlimited and all these things, but could data from that, could you take my clarity data plus texting, testing taxi and kind of use some of the, like, 
real user routes and stuff like that to build some tests. So there actually is a company that has funding that uh, has done that mm. approach. And um, so they, they, they do that. They just put a snippet on your site and track what people do and use that to test things. Um, and I think that is a very valid route um, because, you know, you're using what people actually do. I think the problem with that route is that you don't, you aren't able to test new things. Um, so like when you, uh, if you have like a... So it'd be good for regression testing, but not necessarily like new feature testing. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is that it doesn't, um, it will understand what people are doing, the pathways that they're taking, but it doesn't actually understand what's happening. Like they don't understand that when I click this thing, this other thing is happening as a result of that. Uh, yeah. At least from what I can tell, okay. it could be like, it could be they have some magic under the hood that I haven't seen yet. Um, but that's where I think testing taxi does a lot better of a job with it, where we're actually like, we could almost like clone um, how the application works um, and mm-hmm. be able to use that to verify that it's working correctly. And so I think that's a big benefit. So, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking a little bit about like little, well, I've seen a couple people like product marketing people do some of these things for competitive analysis. I've seen a couple people on Twitter talking about this, like plugging in either, you know, chat GPT or whatever else, but especially now that they've added some browser stuff, they're like, okay, great. Um, Look at G2 reviews, look at these things, like tell me, give me a competitive analysis on this like company. Mm -hmm. So I thought that stuff's been interesting. And I have thought about how Referral Rock could use some things. But the the interesting thing is like, I don't want to call it AI because I don't know if I, I, that's the other thing is like interesting where, why does everyone have to call their stuff AI? (laughs) Like, I feel like some people are going to have a polar response to it. Yeah. Maybe not a hundred percent like I do, but I know you know, at home, if I say the words chat GPT, it gets like an eye roll. Oh yeah. <laughs> You've been saying it too much. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of the, like the tide has been lifting for all the AI stuff because of all the publicity. And so I think that as the tide lifts, then everyone yeah. wants to, you know, take advantage of the lift. Um, but the thing is, if you connect yourself to that, to that tide, if that tide goes out again, then you're going to go down too. And uh, it's like, you know, it's going to look bad on you, right? So I don't, I don't know. Cause, and maybe, maybe you also, you know, want to call it that it's just referral. Like we're just awesome. We just have good tools and like, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but I could see it as a way to like have, you know, we could plug in things like potentially here's a bunch of successful referral mm-hmm. programs and like have it, then have it like look at your website and just magically kind of come up with like based off of this data and what you guys are doing, here's a, here's five ideas for a compelling offer, right? Like, and it may not even have to say mm-hmm. like AI again, if it was, if I'm, you know, we're mostly selling to SMBs and if it just said like, Hey, we could basically help generate like just some ideas for you, like a idea generator for your referral program. And I think people would enjoy that, right? Like you don't have to say, it could just be like this, like refresh to get new ideas and be like, Oh, yeah. this is cool. And I think that could still give that magical, feeling of like how mm-hmm. does it know like how do it just like scraped you know or i just told it where i said my reviews and it like grabbed some testimonials and came up with like quotes yeah. and like experiences when someone joined it and that that i think would be a really interesting use case yeah i think that's really clever 
And like maybe even something that you could do as like a first step is um, get one of your customer success people so that like they get the they get all the input, like the ideas first and you approve them before you send them off, something like that. And you could just, you know, delight some of your customers that seem to be having a hard time getting started as a way to, you know, verify that it's a good idea and it's working. Right. Yeah, definitely kind of like the, the Turing test stuff we talked about. would want to, before we send it out to the customers, would want to be like, don't come up with like really harebrained stuff that's probably not yeah. practical. And then and then we're painted into a corner. And it's like, oh, you can offer that gift card? <laughs> okay, well, your thing said you could, or your thing gave me this suggestion. Why would you give a suggestion that you can't even fulfill? And it's like, oh, yeah. oops, like what's 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 called what's next, next right thing now? you have a referral program that's getting free free trips with SpaceX to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> right and it's like yeah or i thought you guys said you could fulfill that it's like uh, yeah no <laughs> yeah and i wonder even too if you could kind of test like you know customer response too right like is this really something that's that amazing for them or is this just going to be another distraction or is this like a, a phase thing you know like someone who's just starting out needs this or someone who's doing their 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 yearly review needs this but like not the person who comes in every day um I wonder if there's like, because I, I just keep thinking about like, we, as developers, I think we often look at, does it work? And that's important. But like, I think mm-hmm. there's also something to mm-hmm. like, does this make my customers happy or like really excited? Or is this just kind of like another distraction that's just going to make my app seem like another enterprise ginormous thing? Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's there's that blend of trying to find actual utility and like, you know, and, and maybe utility is just like, it just it gives you joy and creativity or something mm-hmm. interesting, right? Like someone could incorporate one that just like makes, makes just, I don't know, just, uh, where did I hear it? I heard it on, someone was interviewing someone, uh, like a head of product from Spotify hmm. and they were talking about just in general. That's the acquired. You know, that's, that like, I, I think it was, I think it's on acquired. Oh nope. no, no, it wasn't. I, Oh, I didn't listen to that one. I listened to it on Lenny Richitsky's okay. podcast recently, but they were talking about like an AI mm. DJ and all this other stuff. But in the end, he just quantified it all as like, like magic. Like you want people to, to have this moment of like, like shock and awe at some point that that mm. is magical. Um, and that you're just like, I don't even know how, right? Like he's like, well, it's with technology, but people used to call it yeah. art. Uh, to when they couldn't explain it is what uh, he, used, okay. he said. And he's like, everything is explainable by science, but like it, it, when you don't know, you call it art and, but feels, but to the end user, it might feel like magic. And he's like, that's kind of what we're, we're going for, but it has to be put in mm. the right place. Like if you're in your thought stream of listening to music and you're trying to go on your, on your phone and find the playlist you want, like you don't want an AI bot popping up and trying to suggest you music. You're like, no, I just want to continue the podcast. Yeah. I but I think, yeah. So, yeah, and I think yeah. that kind of gets back, like, yeah. it kind of takes it a step farther back. Like, like I think the in the specific case of AI, I think, yeah, the mag- the the benefit there is being able to, like, say, like, ooh, this is magic, and ta-da, look what we did for you. But I think that um, a way that I like to think about software, and I think is a better way, is more, um, like, kind of like a restaurant um, owner, right? Like, when you, when you come into a restaurant, like, especially a high-end one, um, they really, they really do everything to like delight you and to make it just uh, your experience be really good. And some of that is not magic. It's mm-hmm. just 
well, something that's well thought out, right? And you can just or someone paying yeah, special attention. And, to it, right? You know, I think that's um, that's where I would like to, you know, take my softwares as I build them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I don't know. See, there's not much. Nah, just like 28 AI. minutes no, worth. So that's good. <laughs> the definitive podcast on AI done. It, yeah. <laughs> not. <laughs> um, oh, one of the things I think you brought up too, uh, I have thought about this and I don't know how many other people are in this existential thought of like with the advancements, like what, what does that mean mm-hmm. for my business? Right. So like, I think people have, thought about it from their job like okay what does it mean for me as a content person as an seo person what does it mean and i think the right people like leaning into it it's like oh cool i'm now iron man i can augment myself and like do these super things still i'm in control um and i know you were thinking about it with testing taxi like what's Mm -hmm. gonna happen i don't know um it has and and again it's not fortuitous at all that like, but I have thought about it with referral rock too. It's like, well, what can happen? The, the nice thing for us is like, okay, it's still about relationships. It's still about personal experience with a brand and referring. So it's like, I don't think we're in any existential threat of like AI taking over, you know, referral marketing or what we do. Um, if anything, I think it probably adds to it. So it's just like having the, personal touch of someone whether it's you know through a brand or a friend referring things like that like it's just going to mean more because it's coming from Mm -hmm. a real person so i don't know that's that's my hope i don't see any flaws but you could tell me if you see some that i'm just being yeah no i think you're right the the important thing is the people right and that you're serving people and i guess like there's a reason that people don't like talking to a chatbot right it's because it's not as intelligent it doesn't understand them and perhaps some of that's going to be mitigated as like these LLMs get better. But um, I think, yeah, there's that. And I think there's also something that I always think about is like, you know, if the bear's chasing you in the woods, you know, what do you have to do? You have to run faster than the person beside you. You don't have to be the, you don't have to get away <laughs> that fast. And so I think there's, there's an element of that right. too, where it's like, you know, if, if bad things are going to happen to my industry, um, there are a lot of other people in that boat as well. And um I think both of both you and I are very willing to to work and put in the time to to make things happen, and so I, yeah, sure. We, you feel like it, whatever it is, you at least won't be the first kid that gets eaten by there. <laughs> maybe something like that. I don't know. Maybe that's not a very good way to think, but um, yeah. And also, just like there's the worst case scenario. I always think about is like there are lots of other jobs in the world that are also satisfying. And, uh, you know, that wouldn't be so bad either. Yeah. I kind of, if, if, if it was, if I'm in one of those industries, I, I would want to say, again, I'm not in that position, but I would want to say that I would be like, okay, like now I got to find something else. And Hey, I had a good run and try not to dwell on it. Now it's a lot easier said than done. Obviously I've got a lot of chips in this, uh, on this bet on this side, but I would hope that I would kind of just at least I'm not being singled out. It's like, okay, my whole industry yeah. just got wiped, but it's okay. You know what? Like I have a enough wherewithal and enough like other skills in other areas that I'll, you know, start something else. I'll go back to my good old notion page with all these business ideas yeah. that are just sitting yeah, there. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think also it's like, it's not your identity, right? Like 
it is it is part of you like this business you've spent a lot, especially referral rock you've spent a lot of years you know kind of tuning that and there's a lot of a lot of memories there um but the end like you you're still you you're not you're not the business and so if the business fails like right. that's that's a memory and maybe that's a sad one but um you know it's gonna be okay there's more to life too yep yep cool um I don't know what else we got. We got, we got, so we're, we're coming on to summer. You're going to be moving. I think we discussed a bit of like, uh, if you've been a listener for a long time in the very early days, we used to do it weekly. And then, uh, we got into ice cadence of every other week. And then I think the past few months, we kind of hit some strides and just had a lot more things to talk about. So we went back to weekly, um, and I think we're thinking about kind of just at least maybe for the summer or until we feel like we kind of have more topics mm-hmm. chopping at the bit right now, I think. So if you start to see us more than likely, like you might not get an episode after this week and then it'll mm-hmm. be the next week. But um, uh, I think we discussed that, like still on the same page, slow, slow on our roll a bit. I know you've got a lot of physical and literal moving parts <laughs> with moving. <laughs> so uh I'm going to be away a bit. Um, yep. Just call us yeah. the pendulum. We swing from two weeks to one week and back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll still be here. I think two weeks will give us a, we'll get a good sense. Cause again, you and me, when we come onto these, usually it's like, Hey, I have these two, two or three topics brewing. And it's always better to feel like you have things on the tip of your tongue or things you just want to workshop with. For each sure. Other, so, well, it's been fun not talking about AI with you. Well, uh, see you next time. Cool. Agreed. All right. Thanks, Nate. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Nate Bosher and Josh is at JLogic. If you're a new listener, uh, check out some of our most popular episodes. Episode 52, 7 Years to 22 MRR and Zombie Startups, or Episode 30, Review Sites Are a Necessary Evil and Hacks to Get Around Them. Thanks again.